weird Mageddon happen. How does it feel? Like, weird. Weird. Anyway. What's up, guys? It's the Streaming Buds. I'm Nat, one half of the Streaming Buds. And I am Ricky, the second half of the Streaming Buds. And we are here this week to discuss the 2012 Disney Channel series, Gravity Falls. Before we begin our conversation on this show, Ricky, would you like to tell us about the show's plot? Yes, the plot of Gravity Falls goes as follows. Sent to stay with the great Uncle San over a summer vacation, twin siblings Dipper and Mabel have close encounters with the strange phenomena that looks within a small Oregon community of Gravity Falls. Additionally, the show has been created by Alex Hurst and has been worked on with notable alumni such as Darren Terrence and Matt Bradley of acclaimed series The Our House and Amphibia. The show originally aired in twenty in twenty twelve and concluded in twenty fifteen. You can stream it on Hulu and Disney Plus. This is gonna be our discussion of Gravity Falls. I grew up with it and was the TV series that I obsessed over growing up. It started in twenty twelve, so I was just going into high school, and it ended right when I graduated. It was a great part of my life and part of my adolescence. And going back into it, I really much love it. But my co-host, Nat, knew nothing of it. I will say, I watched some episodes. They were in the beginning of season one. Uh, Namely, I do remember the manliness episode. I remember the episode where Gideon tried to get Mabel as his girlfriend. I remember the, one of the very first ones with the weird sea creature in season episode two. It's the the robot sea creature made by McGucket. That thing. Anyways, yeah, so I remember like a handful of episodes from like season one. And that was about it. I watched episodes that weren't really story driven, which is probably why I didn't really get into like the lore of Gravity Falls. But also I was obsessing over a different show during this time. And we might review it maybe one day. Hopefully. I really love this show. It's a regular show. I'm just going to drop that in there. <laughs> I was focused on something else. But anyways, um, I slept on this pretty hard. And I'm going to talk about like what I feel about it now that I finally watched it all. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's my side of things. I have to say that the show doesn't go plot heavy into the very end of season one when it takes a different route once they introduce a certain triangle Cthulhu-like creature who is a weird god. And yeah, we will get into that. But first, initial thoughts, Natalie. How did you like the show since you have just binged the entire thing? Of course. I absolutely loved it. In the middle of it, I was looking at dvds to add to like my physical copy collection you know a couple weeks ago we talked about like streaming services and all this stuff about physical copies of like series and stuff personally i want to make a collection now because there's so much great media out there so during my binge of this series i already put gravity falls on my in my like wish list i absolutely love this series it's truly special something that i've never seen before and I, i say that a lot with a lot of animated series but each one is so unique It's just so amazing. But Gravity Falls is something, I don't know, special. 
I keep saying this with a lot of shows like Avatar The Last Airbender or Over the Garden Wall, because I never watched those during its time. I watched it much later with a different mindset. I would like to say that if I watched it when it came out and like watched it with the lore and everything and like all the teaching moments and everything, I just feel like I could have used that during that time. And it's kind of sad that I didn't experience it then. But at the same time, I'm glad that I was able to now as an older adult. That's where I stand right now. I'll talk more about specifics later. But what about you, Ricky? What was it like to revisit some of these episodes? I forgot how much they got away with in the senses. And according to Alex Hurt, the creator, it was heavily censored already. But like, I really enjoyed the jokes and I really enjoyed how the show handles cutaway jokes. By that, I mean it's a quick gag for laughs and then it just moves the plot a little bit. However, a lot of the times they come back with a joke to reference it. And I am talking about one of the episodes that I really liked was a climactic one was when Stan ran for mayor of Gravity Falls. And when the news director, Sandra, was talking about his crimes on live TV, why he couldn't be mayor, it was revealed that he did this crime called Pug Trafficking. Um, he just talks about like, oh, okay, but let's turn off this news. And then it's like, speaking of which, did you kids ever want to own these pugs? I recently acquired some very low cost. It cuts away from that, like then went to the meaningful moment of why the kids still love their great uncle. Later on in the series, when his brother Ford say, family meeting, family meeting, you cut away to stand with a Mexican trafficker and with a pile of pugs in the trunk. And he's like, Bonamos, Bonamos. And then he goes back to the family. It's like, that is a long payoff from mid-season of, of that president joke. It's like, oh, okay, now that's a funny crime that somebody could commit. Like, it's not real. And then you actually see the pugs. It's just hilarious, and I love it. It is also, revisiting the show, I feel emotion and everything. Like, I would talk about emotional stuff later. There are moments that slog on a little bit and jokes that are kind of come back every now and then, where it's like, we're still doing the Dipper Loves Wendy thing. And it's like, uh, we're doing the Robbie and Wendy drama again. Aren't they broken up yet? But it makes sense because this show was originally made for syndication. But yeah, that was all my initial thoughts of it. I want to ask this. Who's your favorite character if you had to choose one? Initially, I liked Dipper a lot growing up, but that was because I related to him, probably. He was just a very dorky character, and I still relate to him, uh, more or less from a past perspective than a current perspective, because it's like, Dipper is a nerd, and he is weak. Like, he is scrawny. Like, he's one of the pivotal protagonists of the show, and that's why I love it, really, because you literally have male main character and you have a female main character when the twins and they're twins so they're almost carbon coffee of each other obviously with mabel she's a tad more crazier and like her personality is a lot more positive but also dipper is also sometimes get crazy on a different spectrum 
of it. The yin and yang, they're both equally the same, but on different sides. Wendy even says that in Weird Mageddon. When she's like hyping Dipper up, she's like, you guys are like yin and yang. Like, you guys can defeat Bill. And I was like, oh my gosh. Like, I don't know. There's so much with Weird Mageddon. I just... Ugh. But yeah, like, it's just so good that a lot of these characters I love for different reasons. But if I didn't choose between Mabel and Dipper, I would have to probably choose Grunko Stan just because how much character depth he has from the first episode to the last episode. And he's the same person. It's the information that is revealed that he has a twin brother who is trapped in a different dimension and he has to get him and he is very sentimental with family. And that adds on to, not to mention he just has so many great one-liners and he has the best joke in the series for me where he wanted kids to love him. So he's like, what do kids love? air balloons and so he makes a giant air balloon of himself and he is like like grunko stan loved kids as soon as he's tying everything together very cheaply and shabbily but he somehow got it together and then once it went up in the air letters started flying off and then stan say what the h and a h falls down almost hitting him it's revealed that the balloon is now careening towards the Gravity Falls party with the giant balloon going on fire. Now with the tagline saying, <laughs> I eat kids. And it's like, oh my God. The pedestrian is saying, I eat kids, but we're kids. And then they run off and then it pans to where the balloon is careening down on fire with a little hillside of a little kid Going by the mother's like, Mommy, is the man gonna get us? And then the woman said, I'm afraid so. That joke alone is my favorite because how they got away with it with the Disney Channel. They really did that. Indeed. But with that being said, Nat, what is your favorite character? With this series, okay, I could choose one, I guess, but like, I do like all of them in their own way. A favorite character to me, is more so one that I relate to the most. Although for all these characters, I can somewhat relate to them. I relate the most to Wendy, but also a little bit of Seuss, a little bit of Dipper, a little bit of Mabel, just a little bit of each character. But if I had to choose one, I would say Wendy. Like in the Zodiac sign thing, she's like ice bag. She's like super chill. I could be super chill. Depends on the situation. But, and she's just laid back, cool. I don't know. Really like Wendy. So I'll, I'm just gonna leave it at that. Yeah, Wendy's my favorite character. I'm gonna stop there. Since you mentioned the Zodiac sign, and that talks about Weird Mageddon, how do you feel about the cause of that, which is Bill Cipher and his execution as the villain? He was an interesting villain, to say the least. I don't even remember if he was alluded to at some point before his appearance. Correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe he appeared in the Dipper's third journal. I don't remember. But like you said earlier, he doesn't appear until the end of season one. And that's like when a lot of stuff picks up. I want to do a little side note here. I've noticed that in a lot of series, Steven Universe doesn't really pick up till end of season one. 
Owl House arguably does the same thing. So, I don't know. It's just a pattern I've seen. Anyways, I think his character was done really well. Even as an older adult watching this, I was still kind of creeped out by him. Some of the animation they did for the character, just some of the actions he was able to do, like... So, he was interesting. Voiced by Alex Hirsch, who also voices King in Owl House. And now I I kind of compare the two, which is kind of weird, but besides the point. Anyways, Weird Mageddon was a great series finale, I would say. Everything culminating to everything. The reveal of Ford was pretty intense. Uh, that just led up to, like, more Bill Cipher and, like, his goons, like, coming in and, like, taking over. There were some weird parts of Weird Mageddon that really creeped me out. For example, like, the head with the arm sticking out, and he just kept saying, someone get in my mouth, someone get in my mouth, like... What uh? What is up with you? Like, come on, just go away. I I don't I didn't like that character. They even had like the end credit scene of him. I still watched it, but it was weird. I think my favorite part of Weird Mageddon was the gang saving Mabel in like her sphere. I would say that's my favorite part because I really liked how they showed the twins' dynamic. They showed the past how they helped each other in troubling times. And they kept saying like, you know, like we're going to be growing up. We're heading into our teen years. We need each other. Like, you know, just a lot of like sibling love. I really loved that. Just seeing them like develop as siblings was really nice and emotional at the same time, because I like felt like so bad for them, even though they're just characters, you know, but like they were played so well and so emotional because I seen myself in them and also just their dynamic. So I would say that's my favorite part of Weird Mageddon. I also liked Gideon's semi-redemption. That was kind of a surprise to me for some reason, but I liked it. He helped them. We love Gideon at, th- at that moment. I hated him before, but... Oh, I also liked how Seuss took over the Mystery Shack. I loved that. I love Seuss. He's a great character. Um, so he's like my second favorite character, by the way. Ricky, what are some of your thoughts? Bill Cipher is probably one of the examples I go to to have to do a villain, more or less, because he is he's is hinted throughout the series and the pages of Journal 3 that have him with the ritual how to defeat Bill is sprinkled throughout in the, each of the end credits at the very end. More than less, it is hinted of a force that is controlling all of the weird things that happen in Gravity Fall, which is him. His character is a god, and he is handled as such because he has intense control and intense powers. He's very weird and very disturbing, and that's his whole gimmick. Natalie asked me the very question, do you like Bill Cipher? Why she was watching the show, and I was like, no. He's not my favorite character, mostly because he's not really a character. He's more like of a force and of an end thing that happens in the show. And he's well done for that because so much in media, godlike characters like Bill that has no, no crumbs, nor the betterment of humanity are handled very poorly somehow in media. It's just like, oh no, this has to be a big bad that we could defeat. And 
However, there's no really stopping Bill, and it's hinted even as Bill die, which with the thing that he says, which is in reverse, it's a call from help of a bigger being to make sure that he is reborn again. And we will talk about that in part two on our theories and speculation episodes of Gravity Falls. But overall, I really enjoyed Weird Mageddon as well and the combination of him being the big bad. That is the threat that needs to be stopped. And how the show used the memory wipe gun was very ingenious because the show showed, hey, this is a very important tool. Remember that this exists. And they don't just throw it away like, no, we can't use it anymore. They come back to to a previous episode when Horde is introduced and they come back to it in Weird Mageddon because it is a powerful tool that could be used to destroy anybody. Well, to destroy a memory of anybody, and that is what they did. So overall, I really like that, and just a short response to Nat's weird factor of the teeth guy. They are time chronomos. That is the point. They are not meant to be fun. Weird Mageddon is not meant to be fun. It's meant to be a Armageddon, but weird. I love that summary. Yes, Armageddon, but weird. Weird Armageddon. I also remembered something else I wanted to mention. There were parts where I teared up. I felt like I was going to at some point, and I did. Of course, it was the very ending. That one was kind of expected, I think. Because I, I, I knew about the ending, but like after actually watching the series, completely different. Also, when Stan's memory was wiped, and there was that period of time where... He didn't know if he was going to come back. Then he slowly did, which I was really grateful for because, man, that would have been so sad and heartbreaking. Alex Hirsch, you are a genius. And I heard that he's making something new with Netflix. So I'm looking forward to that. I think it's called Inside Job. I loved it. And now I want to read the books, too, that continue the series. Yeah, exactly. For the very reasons of the motion of Rollercoaster is... One of my best parts of the series because, man, they hit you with the feels a lot of... They start doing that in season one with the last episode. With the two-part season one finale, they start hitting you with the feels where you don't know what is going to happen with the Mystery Shack. And because Grunko Stan doesn't have a home or income to make ends meet for the twins, you know that he cannot keep them at Gravity Falls, and it it puts everything up to the air, what will happen after then. This becomes a new trend with the series, it's more or less. You begin to understand that Grunko Stan really loves and cares for the kids as they are family. With the mid-season finale with Mabel trusting Stan, even though there was revelations that he isn't the person he claimed to be, she still trusts him because he's family. And she had faith that he still had good intentions. And turns out, and then it was revealed that the reason why Stan was being so secretive and being misguiding was he was trying to get his brother back from a dimension that we had no idea about. And then that dynamic happens. And instead of Ford, his brother, immediately accepting him, 
obviously he's mad at his brother because he trapped him for decades and then he found out he's masculating as him in gravity falls so that just makes you like one very cranky two why did you do this why did you steal my life and that dynamic with board being introduced played by the lovely jk simmons is just very interesting and just bringing it back to Weird McGinnon, it was also very nice to see him to actually trust his brother and for their dynamic to be repaired after years of it being broken. Yeah, that part was really beautiful as well. And then leading that into the ending again, like they finally got on their journey. They were going to sail the sea and like travel, treasures, all that good stuff. But yeah, um, I have to agree as well with the J.K. Simmons comment. Very refreshing to see him as a hero instead of a villain kind of trippy too but yeah with that being said before we end the episode off here are interpretations of some of our favorite jokes that we had with the gravity falls series and if you guys notice it involves a lot of our favorite characters so yeah Hey, Mr. Pines. Wendy, what is the lifeguard? I am the lifeguard. I make the rules, sucker. Boosh! Ha! Ah, she's hitting me with water! What's the number one problem with most monster hunts? If you're a side character, you would die in the first five minutes of the movie. Dude, am I a side character? You know, kids, I've been thinking. At the end of the day, Summerween isn't about candy or costumes or even scaring people. It's a day when the whole family can get together at one place and celebrate what really matters. Pure evil! <laughs> this just in, Stanford Pines loses. Despite winning an overwhelming 95% of the vote, election officials had to disqualify him due to the discovery of an extensive criminal record. Oh boy. Stan, what did you do? What did I do? Crimes include shoplifting, teaching bears to drive, a new crime he invented called burgle bezelment, first degree llamicide. That llama deserved it. And that was our review of the 2012 Disney Channel animated series, Gravity Falls. Tune in next week for our second part of the series where we discuss theories and speculations of Gravity Falls and other Disney Channel shows. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. This was the Streaming Buds. I'm Ricky. And I'm Nat. Follow us on Twitter at Streaming Buds, capital S, capital B, and on Instagram at The Streaming Buds, all lowercase, all one word, or you can email us at thestreamingbuds at gmail.com for any questions or fan mail you guys would like to send.